Welcome to Cyclone, a weekly podcast that dives into psychological concepts through a thrilling narrative that will keep you on the edge of your seats. Series 1, Yellow Jacket. Previously on the Yellow Jacket. Jerry, Jerry, are you awake? Do you remember anything? I don't think I do. Who am I? I can't remember anything. I'm MD. Um this is our family TV. So that's you, me and your mother against a beach backdrop. He's designed to be more rational and logical than like, we could make him explore that. Maybe that would, you know, help him. You're calling him a robot at this point. He's not a robot. So, I've got Nisha, right? Uh this is your mother, okay? My my mother. Where is she now? One year ago she had a very serious accident and you know she's yeah she's no longer here. Oh, my mini. I just wish you were here. Only you would know what to do with Jerry. You know, I did say that artificial intelligence is the future. So I wanted to know what AI can develop like how will it be when it you know there could be a real life humanoid. Is this the one of your dad's old interviews? Imagine if there was a life like AI thing. Uh, Bella, who's that? Oh, Bella. You have a lot of history, a lot of catching up. Hello. Hey, JD, it's me. Hey, listen, I know that we haven't spoken since the time of the accident. You know about my accident. What more do you know about it? So it's true what the butler said. Yes, of course we did. We were literally so inseparable. Why did you want to ask so much about habits? He's been acting so weird as if I've never existed in his life before or something. <sighs> I have major suspicions of him being someone else maybe. I just want the old JD back. I miss him so much. Uh Bella, what are you still doing here? It's getting super late. Do you want to go home? Stupid car. I'm sorry Bella, we'll have to take the bus. Episode 6 Tactics for the Mind Eat terror meals eat terror meals at every time Hello Paul Oh man hey how you doing Uh Nothing much. Um what are you doing? Oh, uh, you know, these dishes are not going to wash by themselves. <laughs> Doesn't look like you're doing a very good job of them though. But that's not my place to say. I hope we don't get sick from it. But anyways. Hey. I take care of this house. I take care of your ass, you know. I you need someone to do this with it, okay? So, Paul, I was wondering, how did you become the butler exactly? Uh this is to say I've went through various uh, occupations this is to say I've tested different fields and I got inspired by uh, my hero the uh, batman but then you know he can never be batman because I don't have the money so I got I became the next best thing Alfred and so you've always wanted to be a butler then I realized butler peaks my interest and my skills the most Ah, uh, I see. That's really interesting. You know, to have a name like that and 
actually achieve it. I can't remember the last time I had a go like that. I feel like I too should have had something that I would have been working on right now, but I can't seem to recall anything like that. They didn't kind of fucked you up. Yeah, exactly. The accident. I can't seem to remember what this accident is that people keep talking about. I don't know what exactly happened. Now that MD isn't here, I've always wanted to ask you. Can you please tell me? I can share to you what happened to to what I saw or experienced on that day. MD, it's been a while and I wanted to ask you something. Can you tell me what exactly happened that night? At around 6, I came back from yoga class. MD was still working, so I went to do chores and cook dinner while he worked. By 8 I finished my work and came up for dinner. It was oatmeal with chocolates and honey. It wasn't bad, but Jay seemed to be liking it. Back in the kitchen, I heard shoutings. You and your dad was not on the best terms that night. Few more minutes, then I heard the main door shut. I can't remember why exactly we fought that night, but Jay did not complete his dinner. He just left abruptly. Although I do remember staring at Billy's picture on my phone, and I was just you know contemplating where I messed up. It was very rainy when he left. The cyclone warnings had been going on for days. The clothes could not get dry, and I had to wear the same tux for a second day. It was a peaceful night. So I think the clone cyclone warning had you know just died mysteriously a day ago. Clothes needed to get dry and it was getting, and I was really happy. And Butler was again wearing the same tux for the third day. By around nine, I heard a screaming and tea. He rushed in to say Jerry was involved in the accident, pretty major one too. And I just shocked. I was very shocked, and I couldn't do anything. I was devastated by the news. I couldn't believe that last time we spoke. We were in a fight. I couldn't even say I love you to my own son. Butler pulled his shit together and took us to this scene. It was horrifying. There lay JD, his head hit against a lamppost. He was muddy due to the rains. The pool of blood was impossible to watch. I just kneeled beside him. I him closing to the verge of dying just shook my world apart. I just sat silently throughout the ambulance ride. Your dad went to home to hospital while I went back home to collect some stuff from home. We stayed in the hospital for a few days. After the stay in the hospital, we brought him back home even though he still did not gain any consciousness. Since you know you were out of town for a few days, you couldn't have known. So all this happened in a week's time. I still can't believe that time flew that fast. If I talk to you more, I won't be able to get back to cleaning. May I? Hey, um, I've been unable to actually convince one of my coworkers at work, you know, to just go aboard uh, with one of my ideas. And I was just wondering if you had any way that you could help me actually convince him to just go ahead with it. Um, are you 
something the wrong guy about persuading. I'm not really sure. I mean, you could try intimidating intimidation, maybe, but I'm not really sure about it. Uh, I'm sorry, but if I can only interrupt, I'm sorry. I'm just I just over overheard your conversation. So if I may interrupt, because I have a background in psychology and specifically. Uh, from the field of social psychology so obviously i can tell you like some of the tactics that normally we tend to use for persuading people which is based upon a, like a lot of scientific studies being done upon them so if you don't mind uh really go ahead that will be great uh and your name ma'am uh i'm dr akriti shrivastava and i'm teaching at christ university university department of psychology benagata road campus So uh, yeah, so yeah, I just sure, thought sure. like I couldn't stop myself. Yeah, yeah, sure. Go ahead. May I know your name, please? Both of you, if I can know your name. I'm MD, and this is Bella. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Yeah, Bella, you were telling about one situation. So you were thinking yeah. about like how to persuade that person, right? Yes, I'm not saying. Because yeah, he just hasn't been going aboard with it, and it's been very difficult to come to a common conclusion. So. you could just assist no okay uh basically there are many ways that uh, by means of which you can actually persuade people uh first of all you can just you know like um there's no other way but you can directly ask, ask the person whatever you are thinking about or whatever things you feel like you know it should be it should be done in a in a proper way you can just simply ask the person okay or uh probably you may tell you may use your own experience as an indicator and you can you know like tell the person that you know i have little bit of experience in this uh, particular area so i'm uh, like talking on behalf of that experience i can tell you if you do certain things in this way probably it's going to be helpful yeah some of the time it's like we may start up with little bit of buttering up as well you know like uh, you can talk on a lighter note like appreciate the person um Uh, like i really admire and i uh, appreciate your this skill uh, probably if you could do something in this way this will also you know like just add on your um, add on your the positive way that you take the things yeah so these are certain ways that you can do it and he was also mentioning something about intimidation being a way of persuasion is that true or yeah yeah that's very much you know like uh, by trying all of the means if those things are not working that as the last last resort we tend to use intimidation because little bit of instilling fear is something which is uh, which is also helpful um if people don't have you know like that the level of the fear is so very low that it does not has been any impact then people will not be persuaded if the level of fear is very very high then also they will not be identifying with that kind of a situation instigating like instilling moderate level of you know intimidation would be helpful so as the lot last resort i would suggest that you may use it yeah on that same thing with uh nagging and spamming would be a good idea you know you keep on nagging because that's what butter does to me all the time so do you think that's a good persuasion um i would not say i mean uh, it's a good or a bad persuasion i mean uh, obviously who would like to be uh, you know like being nagged or um, spammed or something yeah. obviously we get irritated and some of the time we are very particular about not to respond to such kind of things i mean even though we might have thought about you know like in a more a uh, proper way like what message that you are trying to convey but your way can actually stop me taking those th- that kind of a message at all 
so these are the things you know like which should not be preferred on a like a, on a priority basis i mean it should be avoided and um, again i would say this is not a very preferred mode, mode of persuading people um yeah ma'am on that note um i'm not exactly clear on the various persuasion techniques that they are so if you could just brief me a bit about that i think it would be really helpful going forward yeah yeah actually there are many ways to persuade and you know like uh, this is something that we are doing on the daily basis i mean um, you take any situation like say for example uh, persuading your colleague that you yourself are thinking about or i may take or take about my situation of you know like how some of the time we need the students to get something done and some of the time they are not that motivated but you need to persuade but howsoever like uh, there were some techniques that we had already discussed i think like directly asking the person or you know like coming from your personal expertise you may um, you may claim that you know this and that's how you can actually persuade somebody um you say uh, like um, some of the time you can just talk, directly talk about your need you know like this is something that i really need to be done or you can butter up us people you can uh, you know like uh, sometimes we we invoke role relationships if you if you oh, you are my friend uh, then you will do this for me so this this is the way that you know like how we uh, invoke role relationship or we tend to bargain for the favor you know like um, we some of the time we actually take the basis of a norm like everybody is doing it so why not us right so that that is the way there are certain other techniques i mean there are many many but obviously some of the time like which are widely used um, otherwise in the management practices also and it's like a foot in the door technique as well i mean it's a one of one among many 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 famous techniques it's like you try you know like entering making an entry uh, with a little space and then as soon as you get that much of the scope you try entering fully into the into the room right so that's the way that how sales person tend to do it if you can buy this a small thing and then you know like try convincing for buying buying something bigger another one is door in the face you know like uh, you make such a demand that obviously you will be getting a no because that is something you know like which is uh, not acceptable but then you lower down your your demand and then finally the person thinks like you know uh, the person has come up with such a big huge demand why not you know like given with this a small one and then there is a low balling technique as well uh, low balling technique is something uh, where uh, what you have offered you completely take away that thing and then uh, you just um, you know make the person do what the person thinks i'll just explain it with the help of an example suppose in case if uh, um, a and b are into the relationship okay and then what happens is like uh, a thinks of getting married to b but b is not somebody who is interested into marriage but just being into the romantic relationship mm-hmm. so finally a leaves b and uh, makes up the mind to think uh, like makes up the mind to marry a uh, person c now what b wants to do it the b i mean b still wants to be into the romantic relationship b approaches a again and says you know like we'll just get married you just leave this person and we'll get married so a happily leaves the person c and then comes back to b then finally from where b started you know like um, i'll marry you the person actually takes away that that promise is not fulfilling that promise and then somehow you know like make the person believe we are happy this way and i'm happy with you you are happy with me so the sole point of you know like bringing that person back now the, that person has that option gone as well so that person will end up being with this person so these are like various kind of strategies um and there are numerous ways you know like how people get persuaded there are various factors related to it 
So I mean, um, that's pretty interesting and yeah. definitely something yeah. to use. Yeah, yeah that, these well, techniques are definitely. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like a lot of people don't do work or you know, example, but so you can be like, okay, you can use this persuasion to get some job done finally. Uh, so I was also wondering on the same lines, do we do any unconscious persuasion techniques per se, or is there like we employ it even without us knowing? Yeah, yeah, it happens very much. I mean, um, I'll take just a few examples just to explain it. Like, uh, how do we dress up nicely if we are going for a date, right? Mm. And we dress up in a very, very formal way. We actually present the best of our behavior when we are facing the interview and all of that. So these are certain ways, though we are not, I mean, uh, very knowingly do, doing it, but you know, like we do it and those are the things that actually can make an impact on other person. So these are certain ways that how we do it without consciously knowing about it being very nice to other person and all of that you know, like making a good impression so these things tend to help yeah right ma'am um along with this ma'am like since i had this issue at work i took some help from well advice from some of the other co-workers and someone mentioned something about conforming requests so i was just wondering what exactly is that and how effective is it yeah, so some of the time that's what like one of the strategy that I had told about, like you can directly ask the person make a request. So some of the time it's very difficult for another one to say a no to it, right? And uh, that's why a lot of workshops are being organized and you know, like various techniques are being, are being told like how to say a no uh, in a nice way. So uh, like somebody is asking us and it's, it's really bad to say a no to that person and that's how we end up doing something. So this could be a very simple strategy, but it works phenomenally well. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Okay. Uh, along with these lines of saying no and everything, how exactly would you resist persuasion as well? Um, I mean, uh, there are various ways that we can actually uh, resist for persuasion. Like, first of all, like the way that the moment that we will sense this person is going to be coming to persuading us, it's a kind of a forewarning being taken and we are well prepared and no matter what the person is trying, but uh, we will not give in. It's like, you know, the moment the salesperson, so uh, initially it used to work very well, but later on, um, as the common residents, we identified it. If it is, the bell is going to be ringing at odd time of the day, it must be the salesperson. So we make up, though we may be reading that thing or somehow we will buy those things from the grocery shop or from somewhere. But from salesperson, it's like a kind of a forewarning, odd time bell ringing and then this person is in a very, very nice attire and everything uh, like they are trying to sell off. So it's being forewarned and we don't want to take it. And there are other ways also. It's like the more that you try persuading, the person will react and just holding on to their, you know, like attitudes and beliefs even stronger. So there are numerous ways that how we can actually, you know, like resist being persuaded. Hmm. Uh, that, yeah, I really have to, because I always fall to persuasion because I'll be going on and some salesperson will come, uh, come to me and tell, tell you want to buy this toothpaste and i'll be like i i have so much toothpaste at my house but i still buy extra i would be retiring back at my home and wondering why do i have it is there anything but is there anything that differentiates salespeople among normal people is there something extra they do or is it just these persuasion techniques is there like a secret technique or a special uh, technique they always tend, tend to employ uh, it's not like, you know, um, it's just by means of training and they get to know like how to do their business well. They are so very effective and not everybody is that effective as well, right? So, some of the time it's like, um, 
how physically attractive the person is or uh, like uh, how like looking at their credibility so if a doctor is asking you to take the pro boy takes something you will be obviously taking it but if the same thing the person who doesn't have the credibility to actually suggest you something you may not be taking and then uh, it's just that the way that you know like they are trying to convince you okay or um, um, like the lesser the scope that they give you to think about it okay uh, then you will not be able to analyze that information properly and you end up giving into that kind of a situation so physical attractiveness of the person their credibility their expertise if they are coming with some kind of a data you know like i have sold this kind of product to so many people and they have benefited so much on this and then you fall for this the way the message has been communicated is it a logical appeal or a, or an emotional one all these things have an impact with respect to like how they have you know like a more um, uh, i would say authority with respect to convincing people because they know their strategy they have been practicing and they have been into the business they do it on the daily basis so that's how they become better persuaders so that's the yeah. thing. It's not like uh, common people are not it's just that uh, you know like they they are same but they are practicing it more and hence becoming better yeah and at the same time they tend to persuade a large number of people as well so i was also just wondering in terms of this question would it be possible to persuade a large number of people and if so like what exactly are the additional requirements that are um, are needed not only by sales people but also by people in general uh-huh. um uh, you may i mean see uh, when we can take number of examples we can we can talk about the political leaders right uh, we can talk about um, the spiritual gurus or religious gurus and all mm-hmm. those people you know like people they yes. have a large uh, following some of the time we talk in a little bit of negative sense also they, some of them even tend to act as demagogues right so yes. uh, that's what like they make themselves appear in such a way that uh, they they have actually claimed it front of other people that they seem to be expert in that particular domain and that is why they should be listened to okay the way that they have actually created the persona for themselves right and another way is that how is that they are you know like delivering their information or how they are trying to convince people it's by means of making emotional appeal or logical appeal connecting it with some kind of incidences which would be having some kind of a correlation yeah so i mean uh, these are the ways you know like uh, um even charismatic press personality so their uh, like um, personality traits also has have some kind of an impact over you know like convincing people at um at large um, and um, how do they hold on to their charisma all these things have have a lot of importance these days it's easier to do because by means of spreading the word on the social media the way that your pr agencies are actually holding up onto your image the way that it is being projected and everywhere if you have that kind of resources you may control it also so these are the ways you know like how easily it can be done so if shri shri ravi shankar is actually talking about you know like because he is having that kind of an expertise we believe that if you are talking about his spirituality you can look up to these kind of people and hence we are more likely to listen to them so these are the persuasion techniques i mean it's not very different but the way that they are being made use of it, it is very effective way that they use the this kind of a strategy yeah and their reach is also very big is humor a good persuasion tactic like does it work 
because you always see people trying out pickup lines or whatever to convince people to go on dates with them. Is pickup lines a good persuasion tactic or humor of pickup lines as per se? Um, it depends. It depends how people tend to deal with, you know, like how they are able to make use of this, right? So some of the time, like um, um, if you are just belittling yourself all the time, right, and then. you have to act up even double of that stature what you are exactly just to prove that how humble you are right so this is the way i mean some of the time if people don't know you you are already belittling yourself i don't think that people will be believing you so this is used this is to be used in various combination so am i making fun of myself you know like just to make myself approachable and people can identify uh, me it's only after certain point of time when people had to start but knowing me that what caliber that i have i mean then people may think um, you know like maybe the person is saying this lightly but it should be taken in a in a more serious way or if you are you know like um, making fun of other people um uh, you should be doing it in a very delicate way okay um so sometimes it's like um you may create an impression in a funny way but then get on the very serious note you know like probably let us come to the business okay so you take a person into some kind of illusion and then then bring back to business probably for that creating that kind of environment it is helpful but otherwise it could be little tricky as a person yes ma'am and also like when it comes to the mood of an individual is there any way that the effectiveness of persuasion could actually be altered depending on an individual's mood or uh-huh. it's very it's very very you know like um very strong relationship exists between these things and uh, like if you are in a positive mood the chances are higher that you are going to be taking heuristic route for processing the information yeah and yeah. if you are into, into the like sad mood or little serious then you become more analytical and you take the central processing route to be you know like analyzing any kind of information so effectivity has a lot to do with means of which uh, like uh, what route you will be taking for processing the information so it has a lot huge role to play oh. okay that seems nice uh, i think our stop is almost here so we have to get off but this was a really scintillating talk and i think it helped yes. bella of all so definitely helped me thank you yeah, thank you very much bye yeah yeah okay yeah. bye Hey Bella, where have you been? How was your day? Hey mom, so I actually met Davy today, but I will tell you all about it later. I just have a bit of work to complete, so I'll just leave you two together. Uh, hi, hi, Christina. Oh, hey, MD. Nice to see you again. Uh, yeah, I came to drop Bella off. You know, it's a late night, and I thought it's better to accompany her. Thank you so much for that. How have you been lately? Uh, it's nothing really. You don't have to thank me. I've been good. I've been good. You know, now that I am listening to your voice, it sounds really similar to someone I know. Really? Who might that be? Ah, uh, it's no one. I'll tell you about it later. Anyway, how have you been? Like, how's work and all? And is that new earrings I see? <laughs> There's nothing new about these earrings. My work has been great. 
it's been going as usual. Hey Paul, how are you? I'm doing good, I'm doing good. Uh, what about you? You reached home? Yeah, we finally reached like a little while ago. Ah, nice, nice, nice. And I'm over here trying out a new recipe called rice. I don't know how that will work out. Oh my, finally not oatmeal. I won't shift, but you know, trying out something new. Well, that's great to hear. And you know, maybe I might just look forward to trying it. All right. And why did you call? Okay, so um, I actually needed a small favor. Okay. Yeah, so I just wanted to know if you could give me a contact number for a mentalist or any hypnosis specialist. Ooh, a mentalist. I've taken his number. I have not called him though. Uh, yeah, sure. I can give his number. Why do you want it though? I'm curious. Mm-hmm. Well, it's actually for your friend. Okay, all right, all right. Okay, thank you, thank you. But yeah, anyway, like, what's up with MD? What's he doing nowadays? Ah, you know, he's in his basement working. I mean, you traveled with him, right? You know how he is in his own world. Really? That's all? But like, I mean, on a serious note though, like, what is he actually up to nowadays? What is he actually up to? But why do you want to know that? No, 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 you don't need to know that. It's, it's all private stuff, dude. It doesn't really matter to us. Oh, screw it. This is just not working. What is not working? I know why you like oatmeal so much. Bella's Audio Journal September 5th, 2025 You know, after the talk with Yoga, sir, things are definitely not making any sense. I know for sure that JD's habits have changed, but I really wonder what brought about the change. He's acting so weird, and I just can't figure out what it is that actually caused change. We've been friends since forever, and for him to have such a drastic change is impossible. When Yogesar spoke about the formation of habits and that due to that, uh, due to like rewards, their learned behaviors, but how does this have any reference to JD as he's literally just been home with the same people every single day doing the same thing? Anyway, I literally had to lie to MD telling him that I needed the advice from a Chrissy ma'am for a co-worker when in reality it was all for the butler. I've devised a plan, but I had no idea how to ever pursue the butler into getting information about JD from MD. But you know, I've tried all the persuasion tactics, but I literally failed in every way possible. Although sadly, not sadly, I had to use the infamous blackmail technique, which, you know, I really think that worked. Brought to you by Cyclone. Eat your oatmeal, eat your oatmeal. 
at every time. You better keep the butler happy, or death is near.